John Lawton, who had never basically worked out, I believe, left and was replaced by ex-Lone Star vocalist John Sloman. Mm -hmm. um, now, John gave the band something slightly different, didn't he? I mean, yeah. he was very much a uh, frontman's frontman, if you like. He was good-looking, yeah. hair, you know, yeah. appealed to the little girls, I would imagine, tremendously. I mean, how did that change the band? For much for the worse, <laughs> in my honest opinion. I mean, I'll tell you like it is, I thought that was a tragic error. Yeah. I was uh, strenuously opposed, and this is nothing against John, because he's a very talented guy, but in terms of being appropriate for Uriah Heep, he was 180 degrees off base as far as I was concerned. Day by day. Hey, you're listening to Day by Day Uriah Heep. This is episode number 13 about their 13th album, Lucky 13 from Uriah Heep called Conquest. Came out in 1980. So they have replaced John Lawton because his wife was always with them on tour. That's, you know, that's what I read. They recruited the singer from Lone Star. So Lone Star, he was the singer on their second album. Lone Star was the band that guitar player Paul Chapman had, and then he went on to replace Michael Schenker in UFO. So the guy's name is John Sloman. So they brought John Sloman into the band, but almost right after that, Lee Kurzlake, the drummer, left the band. I guess he wasn't getting along with manager Jerry Braun. That meant that several tracks for this album had to be re-recorded with new drummer Chris Slade. He was in Manfred Mann's Earth Band. Chris Slade is the guy with the shaved head that was ACDC's drummer. So he's in like the uh, Razor's Edge videos like Thunderstruck, Money Talks, that stuff. That's Chris Slade. So Conquest came out in February 1980, was not released in the U.S. The band went on a 10th anniversary tour for this album with the heavy metal band Girls School opening. Ken Hensley was very unhappy, especially with singer Sloman, quote, the band had chosen John, and I had opposed that decision. He was a good musician, and he looked great, but I thought he had little going for him vocally. 
The way that he interpreted songs was totally different to the way I had written them. I could understand wanting to move on, but this was like the difference between Black Sabbath and Gino Vanelli. We weren't addressing our basic problems in that we weren't re-establishing our musical direction and John definitely wasn't helping us do that. I have to say I agree with Ken as we are going to find out when we start listening to this album that John Sloman on this album sucks. But he survives and Ken Hensley does not because they keep arguing over the songwriting credits and whose songs get recorded and who gets credit and it's about the money and finally in September of 1980 there's a band meeting and Hensley quits and he is replaced by keyboardist Greg Deschert who had previously worked with singer John Sloman in a band called Pulsar and he just joined the band for the tour the 10th anniversary tour and singer John Sloman would leave the band after that tour now, let's hear what Ken Hensley was talking about with John Sloman uh, <laughs> taking them in a Gino Vanelli direction and misinterpreting the songs. Um... This album kicks off with a song called No Return. What the fuck is this, Super Tramp? Six minutes of this shit? I hate the way John Sloman sings this song. This might be the worst Uriah Heep song I have heard. Second song, Imagination. I spoke too soon. This is the worst song I've heard. Holy shit. This is insanely bad. The vocals are atrocious. Slow funk. Crappy sounding guitar on the bridge. There is melody in the chorus, but it cannot make up for the horrible, horrible verse.
Third song on the album, Feelings, written by Ken Hensley. All right, this one is rocking with nice harmonies. I actually like this one a lot, although I wish the guitar was heavier. I still do not like how John Sloman sings, but it is tolerable on this song, which is a good pop rock song. The last song on side one is called Fools, written by bassist Trevor Boulder, extremely bland organ ballad, five minutes long.
Podcast listeners, Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Let's flip the record over. Side 2 kicks off with a song by Ken Hensley called Carry On. The vocals are shit. This is an upbeat, poppy song, but I hate the way he sings. He actually does ad-libs. John Sloman ruins the song, plus the chorus is a dud. Second song on side two won't have to wait too long. Horrible, funky kind of song with awful, awful vocals.
Up next, a song called Out on the Street. Oh, another of those droning six-minute ballads with some bullshit funky breakdown. The album ends with a song called It Ain't Easy. It ain't easy to listen to this album. Songs written by Trevor Boulder, almost six minutes long. Another ballad, shitty production, annoying vocals. This is not a good album, except for Feelings. Feelings is a diamond in the rough, but the rest of it is really rough. Alright. Let's hope for the best with the next episode. What the hell kind of a name is this? Abominog? Sunny as you now you have tasted.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.